We have all had painful events in our lives that can lead to depression, anxiety, addiction, or broken relationships. But here's a secret. It is not about what happened to us that causes suffering. It's the stories we believe about ourselves. Join us as we shine light on how to rewrite our stories, avoid the shadows of shame, and travel along the pathway to joy, love, and connection. It's the Finding Peace Podcast with your host, Amazon best-selling author, Troy L. Love. The following story is not to illustrate my amazing skills as a father, because honestly, I still have a lot of work to do as a father. The following story is meant to help educate and to teach a point about love. I'm standing in the kitchen preparing lunch for my children that they can take to school. I've just finished making lunch for my daughter, which probably was sushi because she loves it so much and she loved it when I would make her sushi. And I've finished that and now I'm making a sandwich for my son. Here's a couple of things that you need to know about my son. He loves to climb. From the moment he was able to walk, he has been climbing on bookshelves, fences, and roofs. And he loves swimming in Arizona during the winter, which blows me away. And he only likes one kind of bread. Unfortunately, as is often the case in our house, we have run out of that kind of bread. Chances are one of my dogs probably stole it off of the counter and ate it. Now, there have been times when I have tried to trick my son into eating things he doesn't like. And there is quite a list of things that he doesn't like. Potatoes, ketchup on hot dogs, sushi. And as I said, there have been times when I've tried to sneak, swap, or switch foods on him, hoping he wouldn't notice. And honestly, it never works. He will take one bite of whatever I've tried to cover up, and he can taste it. And he'll say, what is this? And then he'll throw it in the garbage. So I know that trying to swap his favorite bread for what we have on hand is not going to work. He will not eat it. So I try the next best thing. I tried to convince him that he will need to eat the bread we have on hand. And by convince, I literally mean force. But he tells me he's not going to eat it. He tells me that I can make it for him, and when he gets to school, he'll just throw it in the garbage so he's not going to eat it. And I try to use logic and help him understand that this is the only kind of bread that we have, and so can you please make do? And he says, no, I don't like that kind of bread. I will not eat it. Now, you may be saying to me, well, then let the kid starve. If he's hungry enough, he'll eat it. And maybe that's a good parenting skill. I don't know. But I recognize that he probably will throw it in the garbage, and I want him to have some good food to eat, so I don't know what to do. What I do notice, though, is that something is going on with me. I am getting angry. I'm getting angry because we're running out of time, and we're going to have to go to school soon, and I'm getting angry because he just only likes one kind of bread, and why can't he like the other kind of bread that we happen to have at home, and why can't he be flexible? I'm noticing that the anger is starting to rise. Anger comes from the sense that something's being taken from me without my permission. So I start to ask myself, what do I perceive as being taken from me without my permission? My time, maybe? My effort in making a lunch? My Dad of the Year award? What is being taken from me? And honestly, it's none of that. I'm not quite sure at the moment 
what is being taken from me or what I sense is being taken from me. But I know that in reality, nothing is being taken from me. And the more angry I get, the more I realize this is not going to end well. We're going to have an argument. We're going to have a fight. It's going to be a miserable start of a day for him. It's going to be a miserable start of a day for me. I knew that I had to figure something else out. I had a choice. I could force him to eat it, or at least I could force him to take the lunch to school. I couldn't force him to eat it. And knowing him, he would probably throw it in the garbage anyway. Or I could come up with another alternative. In that moment, as this is all going on, it's almost as if time stood still. And I started to recognize something. I recognized that my son and I could use the same skill on learning how to adapt to change. I also recognized that in my anger, I am A, not modeling how to adapt to change very well, B, not in a position where teaching is going to be very effective, and C, not recognizing the truth. My son has been very clear for several years about the kind of bread that he likes to eat. And the truth is, I have some very specific tastes too. There are things that I just won't eat either. That leads us to the question of the week. What happens when I force my will onto someone else's? Thomas S. Monson said, Never let a problem to solve become more important than a person to be loved. And so as I'm standing there in the kitchen, arguing with my son about how he should like the bread that he hates, a question popped into my head. Do I care more about the bread than I do about the relationship with my son? And the answer is no. The bread is meaningless to how I feel about my son. And then I remembered the two tanks, the love and belonging tank, and the competency and empowerment tank. In this moment, I recognized that my son's competency and empowerment tank was fairly low. His ability to be flexible and adjust to what was going on was fairly low, especially about this bread thing. And me trying to force him to do it was not going to work. It was not going to have the effect. What happens when I force my will on someone else? I destroy the relationship, or at least I impair it. I hurt the relationship. And unless it's a safety issue, me trying to force my will on someone else is only going to trigger wounds of rejection, abandonment, betrayal, loss. It's only going to cause pain in their life if I'm forcing it on them. And that's not what I want for him. So I'm recognizing that his competency and empowerment tank is fairly low, and we probably need to work on that. But now where we only have about 20 minutes before we have to go off to school, now is not the time to try and teach him about how to be flexible. And I also recognize in this moment that my competency and empowerment tank is relatively low too, because I am not being very flexible either. I look at the loving belonging tank. I want my son to feel loved. I want him to feel accepted. And I realize that me trying to force him to do something that he has made very clear is going to signify to him that he is not loved and that I don't accept him. That is totally not what I want for him. 
And so I'm sitting there recognizing that this is going on and recognizing the limitations of my son's capacity to to be flexible. And I have to ask myself, what is it that I'm going to do about this situation? How am I going to help my son feel loved and accepted? And we can work on his competency and empowerment tank later. How often do you spend your day trying to get people to do things your way? And what is the outcome for that? Does it foster love and belonging in your relationship or does it make the relationship harder? There are times, honestly, there are times when correction is necessary, where a person is going on a trajectory and we need to help change course or else the outcome is going to be really awful. However, do we do that with love and empathy or do we do that with anger and force? And my experience has been that when we do it with anger and force, it doesn't work out very well for them. And at least for me, when I try that, I walk away feeling guilty, ashamed, disconnected, which is not what I wanted for me and my son. I recognize that he would have to work on expanding his competency, and I recognize that I was going to need to work on my own competency. I also recognized that after 40 plus years, I still hate olives and mushrooms. And really, I will not eat them. I don't care what you try to do to get me to eat them. I won't because I don't like them. I just don't like them. What I did know is that I wanted to have a better relationship with my son. And so what did I do? I drove to the store and I bought the bread that he wanted. The store was five minutes away. I was able to go in, grab the bread, buy the bread, come out, and make his lunch, and we were able to go and be on time to school without any more drama for the day, versus me trying to stand there for 15 minutes trying to convince him that he needed to eat the bread that we had, and knowing that he wasn't going to do it. I'm a little reluctant to share this story because there's a lot of different ways that you could take it. The bottom line, though, for the for this is the point is what kind of relationship do you want to have with the people that you love do you want to force them because that's not going to help them feel loved do you want to teach them that's going to help them feel loved do you want to help them grow and expand in ways that are loving and kind that's going to help them feel loved but forcing your way on someone isn't really going to have the effect that you are hoping it will have When we talk about finding peace, we have to look at the core message, the message at the heart of what drives our behavior. And usually, because of our wounds, those messages are pretty negative. But when we shine the light on the truth that I matter, that I have a voice, that I am important, those messages help drive our behavior in a way that can be loving and kind. And those are the kind of messages that we want our loved ones to have too. You matter. You have a voice. You can make choices. And so if I try to force my will on you, I'm conveying a completely different message than you matter, you have a voice, it's you you don't matter, you don't have a voice, and you need to do everything I say and then we'll all be happy. I don't know about you, but that's not really the message that I wanted my children to have. I want them to grow up knowing that they can advocate for themselves, knowing that it's okay sometimes to say no and to have boundaries, and 
Also knowing that sometimes flexibility is needed, but let's work on teaching that in a, in a place and time that's more conducive and when I'm not angry. You've been listening to the Finding Peace podcast. If you loved the show or want to ask a question, let us know by going to troylove.com. There, you can also learn about the Finding Peace 5-Day Challenge. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. And if you are listening on iTunes, please give us a 5-star rating. It helps other people find this podcast more easily. Thank you for spending part of your journey with us. Copyright Finding Peace Consulting.